How have you been, May? Uh, I'm all right. I mean, we're still living in a in a pandemic. <laughs> yes. So yes. It's not like the greatest time in mm. the world. Uh, but I think I'm all right. I mean, at least I'm safe and indoors mostly. What about you guys? Oh, we... Yeah. We've... yeah. So we've been doing good. This is our second season of the podcast. uh the first season was kind of a beta testing thing and this is somewhere like we've sort of aligned ourselves and you know created a system to just run things oh yeah mm-hmm. by the way i said two guests but all of us were so excited so i am aditya that's pranav there and there's yeah. sunny hi <laughs> <laughs> yeah so we we like we started this podcast during the pandemic and uh, so it's been good mixed feelings about the pandemic but yeah this has been the best thing about it oh <laughs> that's really good i mean yeah. as long as you're finding something that's like keeping you going and you're not slowly losing your mind <laughs> yeah exactly that was the that was our purpose behind starting this like we wanted something productive yeah. to do and not you know just lie around all day doing nothing because there was nothing going on <laughs> The, so the honestly, that sounds like paradise to me right now. Like lying around, like I feel like doing nothing is a true luxury right now. It is. Ah, uh, yeah. Now that probably things are opening up again, and yeah, life has returned to normalcy. You can say, but kind not of, completely. So that kind that of. kind of that fear is still there. I I, I really I believe. I think a lot is, of people in the sorry. Yep, I'm. But I really believe the pandemic has actually changed a lot of things. I mean, even if you go out now, you don't feel the same that you felt two years ago. It's very different. You really don't. It, it's. I think there's also like a huge level of like I feel. I feel paranoia, right? Like I even I the other day, um, my partner was talking to me, and I'm like, "What about there people? People? Too many people?" People are here. Like I literally felt like that. I thought I was going. I thought I was going. I came back home. I'm like, oh, wow. It's like you're relieved. Like it's like right now. Like you know, seeing people and socializing. You think that would you know make you feel good? And honestly, it stresses me out. I mean, yeah, I like the people that I know already. And that has happened. Crowds, crowds have become overwhelming suddenly for some reason. And it's so like funny. You... I've had like so many conversations. Oh, sorry, sorry. Hey, no, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Please, please um, go on. So I've had conversations with like, um, you know, like old, old friends who used to organize music festivals, and uh, you know, a lot of them were like, "Yeah," because I mean, the entire event industry shut down overnight, right? It's like this entire industry was lost, and so. Yeah. Uh, I was like, how would you run a music festival at this time? I was thinking like, I was like, would it be like you'd have a stage, and then you know how they had those like markings of like you know mm-hmm. stand here, so that yeah, everyone right. would have a little circle that is <laughs> like <laughs> six feet apart. You're all standing watching festival, but the other person is six feet away from you. You're like, I'm safe, yeah. but anytime at the gig. Yeah, so, it's it's like a school assembly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's exactly like a school assembly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
But so may uh so it's crazy that you've been doing this for 6 years. I mean 6 years is a very long time. And so like did you get the time to reflect on your years of doing uh made in India like in the in the pandemic? Um or has a it all been bit. I mean yeah, I think uh I think all of us have also had moments during the pandemic where you're like what am i doing with my life <laughs> everyone went through a, a small existential crisis yeah, yeah. in the pandemic Every like, what day. am i doing with my life and then everyone made a different decision either people just like went like cuz i was like straight into work mode right i've like not taken a breather at all like you know during the pandemic and uh i know people who are like i'm just going to move to goa and then that's it <laughs> you know? and then, so it's i'm just like so it's it's like one or the other like are they no no actually there's one more there's a, there's a third option i'm moving back home with my parents that is sort of yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um i think that i i did i mean I, i of course i think went through a moment where i was like what am i doing with my life is this really what i want to do Uh, not so much with me in India, but I think running my own company because you know, besides being an indie music podcast, I also run like a podcast production company and consultant. So, being an entrepreneur at this time is really is rough. Like it mm-hmm. does take a toll on you to a certain extent. But actually, being made into a podcast has been the thing that sort of like just the same as you guys kind of kept you going yeah. <laughs> through the pandemic because. Honestly like I used I started doing like a slightly new format on my show I started doing these mixtapes uh with artists it's pretty much like a real radio play kind of thing you know radio show kind of thing where you're just playing music and talking about it in between and uh I would I uh, I would name it like weird names because like anything whatever I was feeling at the time and the name of the mixtape had nothing to do with the music like nothing I remember Faluda follow that cuz yeah. that was like okay february mm-hmm. and my producer who said who is wonderful and he always like helps me with ideas and so he we were trying to think of like terms of endearment you know why do we call it like hi and i'm like i don't know call it that and then i was like why don't we reinstate new terms of endearment so sexy faluda or my cute little so like i was like Let's have new names because always like a name of a dessert, right? It's always like some cute as those. I want to have like something. I've got a mixtape called Bindi. I've got a mixtape like my latest one's called Bake. Like because I was just like 
I had a conversation with a friend of mine and I was like, man, I need a vacation. And they were like, take two days off. And I was like, no, no. I want to be sitting on a boat, sipping cocktails, eating food plates. That is a vacation. I was sitting in my house for two days. What is this? <laughs> so, yeah. So I've, That's- I, um, I think I had this moment where one of the, my head of production at the time last year was like, we're slowly seeing maze mental degradation as the mixtapes go by. Like, I'm weirdo, weirdo, this has become, we're just like, we're seeing her breakdown live. <laughs> that was, yeah, that was mean, my podcast. <laughs> a vacation for two days at home is like, like, it's not called a vacation anymore. It's a quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's become quarantine. Exactly. That, oh yeah. my God. Exactly. Tell me about it. Yeah. Oh, geez. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, how did the audience, you know, what was the audience audience's reception to these memes? You know, like going so obscure. Um, I so one thing is that like I have to say one thing that has excited me so much about like very recently in the pandemic is like actually the mixtapes is only like a recent for, like a change in format of the show. Hmm. What uh my original show was actually to be doing um uh, what do you call it uh recording sessions in studio right mm-hmm. uh one of the things that i would be doing was that i was getting artists to come into the studio we would do live sessions and they perform live um and now because of the pandemic i'm not able to do that and i really do miss doing that because to be in a studio like i think the studio has always been kind of like my home like i've been you know, I've been doing radio for like, you know, over a decade and podcasting in the last six years. So I've always like had this sort of relationship with being in a studio. That's why like uh, your background, Aditya, is really uh, nostalgia. <laughs> so um, I think is that I've always been in this situation where I really miss being in the studio. So I think recently I've had people sort of tell me that like, hey, we're done with the mixtapes. Like, when are you getting back into the studio? Which was so refreshing for me because what I also do is a straight up kind of radio show. So I think Mm -hmm. people discover so many new artists Mm -hmm. and I do every day. I have so much music in like our inbox and every day, you know, my producer is just like, so have you heard any of the music that like a million people have said to you yet? (laughs) And it's amazing. Like, I'll get like, you know, post punk bands from like Chandigarh, or I'll get, you know, some obscure band from like Velour or something. And it's like really bizarre. Like, I'll just, the artists that you find and what music they're making. And also, to be honest, like, not everything is like amazing. There is like, there is varying Mm -hmm. levels of quality. But when you find a gem, it's amazing. It's a really yeah, good yeah, feeling. Yeah. That happens. I mean, uh, like when we, we when we were considering inviting you to the podcast, for us, it was a shot in the dark. Like she must be yeah. flooded with emails <laughs> <laughs> like about regarding like Yeah, you guys have been, been so patient. I've just yeah. been like, can't do, can't do. No, okay. No, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, this was supposed to happen last week, right? <laughs> Two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Even then, like, that I was mean, five minutes late. <laughs> well, but we were really thrilled that you at least responded. It's, yeah, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> it I was mean, a big thing for us. 
and we just starting out you know i mean we understand like even now that we are so like we are just starting out we get people you know asking us to feature their songs in our playlist and weekly recommendations and whatever so we we can just imagine mm-hmm. what you must be going through like, getting all that in the, the thing it is really that, is a lot yeah, yeah. So i was just saying that the thing is that uh, before we even started you know with the recording process of our first season we faced so many issues that anything that comes our way is like we like this is better than this that situation so we were supposed to record this artist right yeah. and he delayed us for 3 weeks and on the the day before he was like no guys my manager just, my manager says no so yeah <laughs> we we started with that <laughs> that was the first artist we were going to get actually yeah. the first artist <laughs> ever oh my god and they were like Oh, I'll come, and then they were like, "Actually, my manager is like, no." Yeah, really? that's what yeah, 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 yeah. And that's what happened. Yeah, yeah the, like I they... feel like it's a it's a difficult thing. Like sometimes I get artists. I mean, it goes both ways. Sometimes I've got an artist who will just take their own sweet time and not tell you. And <laughs> a manager is amazing because they become this sort of they you know get things done super quickly. Hmm. Um. and the other is that the artist will be game for stuff and the you know the manager will just be like a pain so i don't know like i always get really mixed i can't ever say that it's one or the other because i've had experiences of both regardless so i don't know Wait, do you get rejected even now i don't think so yeah rejected in the sense like if when you invite a, an artist to your studio or for an episode of a podcast or you know a, to a live performance do they say like is there is there like has it ever happened that someone has said no to you especially now that you're ah yeah, man oh, no, no, no. <laughs> i mean there have i'll give you i mean i have no i mean i wouldn't name names but like yeah, the, okay. the reason is legit though so okay. i've had um rishi bradu from black one of yeah. like my favorite artists i love those guys and always been a fan and yeah. i've been trying to get bradu on the show for ages but i think he was kind of like not she didn't want to do a strip down set or something and at that time i was only doing sort of strip down acoustic set and i was yeah. like dude if like grohl can do strip down set work like <laughs> and so um i think that i think them but like i'm totally respectful of that i'm like it i always say it's your set it's how you want to do it if i'm asking them to do a strip down version i mean now i think i'm more capable of doing a slightly more elaborate set but at the time that i had asked them and this is when they were still kind of together uh now i don't even know where they are but this is mm-hmm. uh years ago i had asked them and he was like no nah, man i want to do a full set cuz i was like it has to be acoustic i was very like rigid cuz like i couldn't the studios i was working with at that time i couldn't afford to do a full drum kit and all that kind of stuff right or you know plug your yeah. bass and all something so it had to be acoustic and he didn't want to do it so again that's okay i think yeah every artist has the ability to to want to do their set the way they want to and if they don't and so i i mean i've been really lucky like it's not even and i again it depends on who like i've been so lucky like i like being a 90s 80s 90s kid i got like apache indian on the show which was literally the ultimate mm-hmm. it was just yeah. like if i got apache i just i'll retire now just <laughs> <laughs> like wow um and he was amazing like i So my thing is that I've had a chance to have some like really cool artists and of course if there is possibility that like um 
like it's not that like artists are rejecting you it's just either they're not available or they're on like i've because i'm based in bombay sometimes they're on tour and did like yeah. the toughest band and they, again they've not said no it's just been difficult like psychodrum bridge i've tried three times to get mm-hmm. them on the show and even like we even were going to do this elaborate setup right because they're like 20 of them mm-hmm. and right. so um we were even working with the studio and their you know their management to figure it out and yeah i i really tried hard to get them on the show and every time they came i try and then it just wouldn't happen and so yeah it's hard but again it's not really so much of a full on rejection it's more like it's kind of tough and it's not happened yet so it is it's a typical message right sorry we can't do right now we are very busy and we hope to see you soon mm-hmm. and something like that and about that i've definitely got no and i've also and i've seen the other side of this too so i've had artists who flown down to india or delayed the ticket to go wow. back to a place or something like i just recently it happened i did this um sort of named after the mumbai local right i do this lady special yeah and mm-hmm. i had an artist who was supposed to go back to chennai and she delayed her ticket and and to go back to chennai just so she could be on the show and Man, yeah something. i've had artists like i've had uh there there's another guy called abiel mazumdar incredible jazz artist and mm-hmm. he's someone i used to watch a blue frog and he uh had supposedly come down for a tour that like didn't end up happening and he was in calcutta he flew down to bombay to do the interview and then go back so mm-hmm. i was, again yeah and tl like was so happy cuz we picked him up from the airport like we were really nice cuz he he'd come all the way from germany had like a really bad experience in india and then he asked me he was like me would you still be interested in interviewing me and i was like yeah sure he's like cool so if i book my ticket to come to bombay you guys will like we're like yeah sure and like we work at car which is so close to the airport anyway so we were mm-hmm. like come bring it and we spoke to the studio so he could leave his stuff there you know things like that for guy like and so yeah and like it's you know for him he felt like the sacrifice of like that ticket was worth it he's like even if i came all the way to india cuz his tour got canceled He's like, even he came all the way in India and he's like, even if I went to Made in India, I'm good. So I was like, <laughs> so it's, I think I've, I've had an equal measure of both of stuff not working out, but then people yeah. going through, you know, hell and high water to try to, to get here. It's, just, it's been an honor. That was okay. Well, so I had a question uh, regarding the thing you did, you do live with band. So did you start that when you started out with Made in India? so were you on to live performances immediately or how did it work out for you um no i think so we started doing the live stuff about a year or two later so i think we started in 2015 the live stuff was like 2017 oh my god i hope my numbers are not really terrible <laughs> if it is not i think it was That's 2017 a- but we were at that time we were working with Saban then Geo Saban now mm-hmm. but they were re- they were interested in doing live stuff with us cuz it's one of the few podcasts that you could take live right it's the format yeah. is so easy uh and the premise was that I would do the live interview with the band and then they'd perform 
And one of the things that I would always ask every artist who'd perform, because I was lucky enough to have, you know, a good relationship with all of them, was that I would get them to play some, some new music, you know, something that people haven't heard before. Because the whole idea of Made in India and where it came from was that it was about music discovery. Mm. Because mm. for me, being someone who's been on the radio, I grew up listening to the radio and discovering all the cool bands and cool music I'd listened to and thought for me in India to represent that it was about discovering new music by artists. And um, yeah, so my thing was that like the live event was pretty much the same. So you would be able to watch these artists talk about you know weird things and, and i'd always find really odd stories like i i don't know that like warren mendonza likes to eat popcorn with maggie or something and like, oh. like oh. or yeah something and all i can't even remember what it was but it was something of that sort and then you would have like swarasa anyway full of like weird and wonderful stories and i i'm not even kidding i would literally call um, their managers, like I think um, Saratma's old manager, like I called him and I was like, give me some stories, bro. And then he's like, what do you want to call? Two minutes, I'll call you back. And then like he would just like, his name is Deba and Dave and he just like rattled off about 15 stories about the band. And, and I was like, this is great. So I had water to like just, and they were like, who did you call? Like it was like, I could have called them, mother. <laughs> <laughs> everything oh. I, was, I know everything about you i know what vegetables you buy <laughs> damn that is that is a whole lot of digging you do <laughs> I, because i think for me because i also come from a a, a journalist yeah. background right i've been a journalist for a long time so like be, doing an interview that is well researched was so important because it helps you um it breaks down any barriers that you have with your guests. Like suddenly, number one, they realize you know so much about them. Mm-hmm. And number two, they realize how invested you are in them. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Plus, it just makes, <laughs> makes you seem like some creepy-ass talk girl. <laughs> what so what, what, what all goes into the logistics of an, uh, of, uh, of an interview, right? Like, I mean, uh, I guess every band is different. Every band plays n number of instruments so how do you get around that what do you do to make it streamlined for you as a process is what i mean so usually i will pick artists or artists might get in touch with me um i try to like most of the time it's usually other artists that have who's never been on the show or it'll be because they're releasing some new music and they want to come in or something or maybe they have unreleased music who knows hmm. and First thing would be that either I or my producer will get in touch with them saying, hey, we'd love to feature on Made in India. Let me know when you're free. And it's like you're just booking time with them, right? Mm-hmm. And then they have their whole, like, as you would have your kind of like your writer, like whatever that your setup is going to be for that session. And different people have um, different setups. I usually try to do a more stripped down version of their songs because to have a full-on setup is like you recording your album, and that's not what I want. Mm-hmm. I want it to be a little stripped down. It should sound different uh, as what people may have heard before. Um, I've been lucky enough to to be working in the last two years with an incredible studio that is one of these 
it's like a musician's musician studio, right? It's called yeah. Island City Studio in Ka. Yeah, and really. they're, yeah, they're wonderful and they're amazing and they're so good to work with because they really understand artists. So they already have a drum kit and they already have a baby grand piano. So like when, you know, I've had situations where like say a Pratiku has like walked in, he's like, can I play the baby grand? And they're like, okay, now we need to mic the baby grand. <laughs> just like, so I've been lucky enough that when people have walked in, they wanted to do a version of their song in a certain way. And it's nice. And so I try to prepare as much as I possibly can for it in terms of like when we are. So like, even though the interview might be 45 minutes to an hour, the session's about three and a half, four hours, because depending on the band and the setup, it might just be you know, two guys with you know, acoustic guitars and that's it, all the way to full on, you know, like drum kit, tabla, guitar, <laughs> electric, keys, you know, this. so then it's like a super, so you're like, you're not only like, you know, setting up, doing sound check and then recording and then having to, you know, sort of unpack, or sorry, pack up or whatever it is. And it's like, it's a lot. So I, like I said, try to do more stripped down sets and sometimes some of them turn out to be a neat one favorite stripped down sets in terms of like did not expect it to sound so incredible was paradigm shift uh had done they're like this incredible prog metal band and they uh had released their second album 10 years later <laughs> and they uh, I asked her to do a strip down set. So can you imagine like these like full sound prong metal band and then completely stripped down. So they had no drum mm-hmm. kit. The guy, their drummer was on percussion. They had a viol they had a violinist and it was so amazing. So when you hear that set, if you hear their album, it doesn't sound the same at all. So that was really fun when you hear like such a completely different sound. And you know, when it strips down, it makes it so sort of raw and vulnerable and it's it's kind of nice it's it's a nice space to be in so i sometimes feel like i'm really lucky to get artists to be able to do some amazing stuff like that yeah, i mean it sounds incredible <laughs> i mean just the way you're telling it it, is. it just sounds i sometimes uh, feel incredible. so lucky man i mean it sounds rewarding turn out the music happens. yeah it is and i do think that and i think this is this testament of like music in general which is that you're not just listening to music and it doesn't really matter what language it is. It's in a lot of the time when you're experiencing music, you're feeling it more than you're just hearing it. Mm -hmm. And I think like regardless of language, like I grew up listening to all kinds of music when I was younger. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's not like Gypsy King sang in like English band. Like you've heard everything under the sun. And then when you hear that music, you just kind of, you kind of get into it. And so I think that um, uh, music has that amazing ability. Like now, and you guys are like privileged to know right now, but coming up on, on Independence Day, so last year I did this thing where, um, I mean, when the lockdown kind of happened, I was really sort of disillusioned because like India started having border tensions with like mm-hmm. Nepal 
and China and Bangladesh, yeah. everyone, right? And you're like, yeah. this is the worst time to have this. Like the whole world is going through a pandemic. There is so much, like there's, there's something terrible happening in the world and now you're bickering over a line in the sand, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And yeah. it kind of makes you feel really weird when like, you know, a, 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 a a geographical line dictates how you should feel about it, the person across it, you know? Yeah. And I find mm-hmm. that really odd. And so on Independence Day, everyone's celebrating indie music, you know, and you're like, oh, okay, fine. So I decided <laughs> to not do that. And I was like, I wanted to represent that sense of like compassion and like, how do I show, you know, that, you know, sense of like, you know, brethren and camaraderie or whatever. And I thought I'd do that to the best way I knew how, which is like being a fan of music. And so I I started like looking for bands from Pakistan and Sri Lanka and Bangladesh and Nepal and, you know, finding cool indie artists from there and trying to figure a way to feature their music on my show. And I've been really lucky. Like we found some amazing artists and, um, and just also to understand what the indie music is like there. And it's, what a coincidence that it's so similar to ours because mm weren't weren't we all part of like it's so strange if we're all in the same subcontinent and yet we're divided and yeah and then i'm doing that again this year it's called our neighbors and i'm doing Mm -hmm. that again this year and i've had some again amazing artists um there uh is an artist from lahore called natasha nurani who's just most meme-tastic person i've ever met like I featured her last year with a, she has a duo with another uh, basis called Zara Paracha and it's called Biryani Brothers and it's like it's just like a <laughs> biryani and it's like it's so funny and they're like a pop duo mm-hmm. and now Natasha has some solo music that's out and they started this thing called Lahore Music Meet which is like this festival in Lahore and they've invited us to come there and we're like yeah <laughs> and then yeah it's amazing and then i have there's another artist that i've just featured called divas gurung from nepal who has this really sweet song called lejo and uh it's a song that his dad wrote like in the 70s and oh. you know i learned so much like i didn't know this but like there's a word in it called mal which like it was like he's like you know in those days in like the 70s when my dad was young if you went abroad it meant you went to india and so you take back some words and malam was a word that they took back and so he was like this dude who would say malam and like and so because of that it was like a, a cool thing to do and he's like it's so strange it's like a mark of like history and a time and and the song is very sweet so again have I've had like a chance to meet some amazing artists uh from like everywhere there's like this rock duo who are like we don't want to be any kind of rock we are only just the word rock no prog and no art and rock rock duo from bangladesh called dads in the park who are so who's so much fun like <laughs> when i did the did an interview on video so one of the guys uh he literally he had a bed behind him and a, a guy was sleeping <laughs> his legs were sticking out of his shoulders I'm like is there a guy sleeping he's like yeah he's like I don't have a computer so I came to my friend's house to do the interview oh, God. <laughs> a guy like asleep I know so so funny 
And then I was like, so I had like the best time. And again, it's, I wish I could travel and be able to meet them. Um, but, you know, you just sometimes don't have this opportunity. And the best way you can do it is like this online. So yeah, our neighbors. The guy sleeping on the bed thing is the reason we have backgrounds here. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. Like I share a room with my brother. And, yeah, like I share a room with my brother. It's like you never know how you'll catch him in the recording. It's just a precautionary measure. That that reminds also, me. I'm allowed to keep my room that reminds me of a cool story. So my mom's a teacher, right? So she teaches all these kids online, and they're some small toddlers. So they all they always have the grandparents and stuff around them. So there's one one kid in her class, and the his grandmother and grandfather are oblivious of the fact that he's in front of many people, you know, studying and stuff. So they're always in their in undergarments, just roaming behind, and my mom's always bursting out laughing, like, "Please, for God's sake, use a background. I don't want to see your grandfather half naked." <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. My father is a Tamil, though, so I do have roots down there. Oh, so India. you usually like. So my thing is that if your last, if your first, if your last name is the first name, like David, George, oh, yeah, yeah, Thomas, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Thomas. So yeah, you usually yeah. like Mariyaliyano. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. But <laughs> no. Yeah. But like so, where you are right now, like we aspire to be as a podcast. You know, yeah. that's the ultimate yeah. dream. Yeah, you yeah, are living our ultimate dream right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, it, I I don't know how I got here, but I feel very lucky. Yeah, but it's amazing you got yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, yeah. anyhow, <laughs> anyhow would do for us. Yeah. How easy <laughs> or <laughs> difficult? <laughs> how how easy or difficult uh, was it in the start when you started with the first episode? So Nikhil, I, I think so right. Nikhil, this was my first, and yeah. and my two hundredth. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, <laughs> the thing was that, like, I so I genuinely because I'd left radio, right? And radio comes with its own, um, you know, sort of clout. And so, to some extent, you know, you say, "Hey, you're, I'm going to feature you on the radio." Instantly, people, are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I felt like saying the word podcast, everyone's going to be like. Mm. Think twice before I get on a podcast, <laughs> and so my hope was that people would believe in me and what I wanted to do, and my podcast was kind of like a reflection of that, right? Because I already used to handle the indie music show that used to, they used to do on Thursday nights at mm-hmm. Radio One, yeah. and so a lot of artists knew me already. And before that, I was working for now erstwhile NH7.in, which was like this website that everyone used to go to to again discover music and alternative culture mm-hmm. so in that same way i was the podcast was a way for me to create a space where you could discover artists and artists could just be themselves and talk about their music and play their music and i called up this i called two people i called up mohit Muki and i yeah and both of them were like yeah sure why not and Nikhil I've interviewed him so many times and every time I meet him even if I ask him the same question he always gives me a different answer like he is probably one of the 
best people to interview because to have someone that you can ask the same question to and they give you a different answer every time is awesome like i was like if i like the standard question so tell me you know uh, uh, do you did you grow up with music like how did your relationship with music begin and one time nikhil was like you know i used to watch tom and jerry you know cartoons and like the music in the background i'm like where is the music another was like i was in the choir uh, or my building society choir or something like that and then something so he had like a different story every time and it, even in the 200th episode i interviewed him at least 5 6 times before that i still discovered new stuff about him like i didn't know that he was uh, he was a, he was an engineer and he went on a ship and nearly lost his hand you know from oh you know from a weird engineering accident that happened i was like you're an engineer bro you don't sound like one and i make fun of him a lot like i will just be like tell me one song of nikhil's that doesn't have the word love in it you know it's like you know <laughs> oh. love is a liar and like something something love and angry love and quiet love and <laughs> love is not here and love was there and like <laughs> like and i make fun of him a lot i mean now of course it's different like he's doing hindi stuff and he's you know but yeah i feel like but he he can he can take as good as like he can give as good as he takes right so it's always nice to have that kind of banter and yeah. you know and i always like do like a little ripping like i'm always like someone that you shouldn't have you shouldn't take yourself too seriously no matter mm-hmm. how much of a consummate musician that you may be i'm always mm-hmm. like don't i i if you it's good when you don't take yourself seriously and that's fun yeah. I mean and, the point uh, is having fun right yeah so why would yeah, you yeah <laughs> but like sometimes people can like I've had moments where mm, talking about Mohit Mukhi I think we had uh he has a he had a keyboardist that was was in a, the the guy who was on keys was like I don't want to talk I don't want to say anything don't ask me any questions and I was like okay and um I mainly was talking to Mohit and um this girl who was like um playing trumpet as well I think on on the set and halfway through the interview this guy was just like So I have something I want to say about Mohit, and he just went on an absolute rant about Mohit. It was so good. I was like fun yes. and doing some stuff, and then suddenly he felt like he wanted to say something and be like, "Well, Mohit always has to make do this. He always to do that." And so he had like his own like little rant. It kind of like came bubbling over, which was so um, yeah, that was so much fun, and it's great. Like I I, I think that. having that opportunity to just like get someone who wants to be quiet to actually mm-hmm. talk is like amazing so yeah sorry you no, can ask the, me more questions all right that was part 1 folks uh, we'll be seeing you with the rest of the conversation next week at the same time hope you enjoyed this one we had a lot of fun and hope you enjoy the next one too meanwhile make sure to follow us on instagram subscribe to us on youtube and follow us on spotify if possible good night Have a nice time.